Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, good evening, good evening, everyone. Happy Resurrection Sunday. My name is Minister Brown, um, and I came to share with you on this evening. It is a happy Resurrection Sunday. God is good. We thank God for Jesus. Amen. We thank God for Jesus. I know I don't take it lightly, his sacrifice. I don't take it lightly, everything that he did, because when he did what he did, it made it so I could do what I do. So we give Jesus glory today. Hallelujah. Let's go um, before the throne of grace. First of all, we want to thank um, Bishop Breland for allowing me to share with you this evening. Um, We thank God for Urban Glory campaigns and We're going to go before the Lord. Hallelujah. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you tonight. We thank you, Lord God. Most of all, we thank you for who you are. God, we thank you, Lord God, that you sent your son Jesus to die on a cross. God, more than that, Lord God, we thank you that you let him overcome the world. You let him overcome death, hell, and the grave just for us. Lord God, just to save us because you loved us enough. We thank you, God. We thank you for your sacrifice. We honor you for your sacrifice. Father, with the rest of our lives, we will give you glory. With the rest of our lives, we will give you honor. Lord, we don't even have enough, Lord God, to even repay you. But, Father God, with the rest of everything that we have, Father God, we give you all of us. In Jesus' name, Lord God, be with us on tonight. Father God, decrease me that you may increase. Lord God, let somebody be blessed, Lord God, by this word this evening. Father God, let somebody get closer to you. Father God, let someone get receive revelation tonight. And we thank you, Lord God, that your word, Lord God, will not return void or accomplish exactly what it set out to do. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Um, the title of tonight's message is going to be Secrets of the Throne Room, Part 1. Amen. Secrets of the Throne Room, Part 1. And as today being Resurrection Sunday, we are honoring Jesus and Jesus' sacrifice and the fact that he died for us, the fact that he, he hung blood and died for us and sacrificed his life for us, knowing exactly who we were, knowing our faults, knowing our flaws, but he did it anyway. Amen. And we're grateful for that. But we noticed that when he did that, when Jesus was on the cross and he died, the Bible says in Mark 15, um, verses 37 to 38, that the veil in the temple was rent from top to bottom. And we give God glory for that. That gave us unlimited access to the throne of God, to the throne room, giving us access for access to him, to the throne room. Amen. So today we're going to talk about secrets of the throne room. Amen. Because of Jesus' sacrifice and Jesus' death, we no longer have to have somebody go in and make atonement for our sins for us, as they did in the days of old, and the priests had to go in and make a sacrifice for us. We can go to God ourselves. We can let God know ourselves what we're going through. We are able to go to him. We have unlimited access to the throne room. And today we're going to talk about how do I pray? A lot of people sometimes are intimidated by prayer. They're intimidated about, well, you know, I can't talk like everybody else talks. I can't say 
everything that everybody else does. It's, you know, I, I can't do it. And, and they shy off of it and they stay away from it because they feel like they aren't doing it properly because they hear people in church pray and they have eloquent words and eloquent speech. Prayer is basically communication with God and God communicating back with us. God doesn't need us to have eloquent words, and if we do, that's wonderful. But what he really wants is our authentic hearts, our authentic spirit. He wants us to tell the truth and be real where we are. The Bible says that we must worship him in spirit and in truth. And that sometimes that means tell the truth of where we are and letting God know, this is where I am. I'm having issues with this. So amen. So we're going to talk about the formula for prayer this evening because I want to squash a lot of intimidation because prayer is a powerful thing. Prayer changes things. I know a lot of people say in church prayer changes things, but it really does. It's the most undervalued and underestimated tool that we have as as children of God, prayer. Prayer is powerful. Prayer has the ability to move things and and move God and and touch the heart of God. Powerful. And then we're going to be coming from Matthew, the sixth chapter, going from the ninth through the thirteenth verse. It's very familiar. We're going to talk about the Lord's Prayer. But I'm going to to break down what, what kind of things do you put in your prayer. Amen. So it simply says, starting with the ninth verse, our Father which art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. And we and we read this all the time. We we take this sample because Actually, that's how the scripture says. The disciples were saying, well, Lord, how do we pray? He said, well, when, when you pray, this is what you say. Amen. So first, our first point is we're going to start our prayer with the address in verse 9. We're talking about our Father. First of all, who are you, who are you addressing your prayer to? And in verse 9, it starts with our Father, which art in heaven. So always start your prayer out acknowledging God because that's who you're praying to. And the second part of that verse is hallowed be thy name, which is going to be our next step, which is acknowledgement and praise. Not only are we addressing God the Father, but we're saying, God, hallowed be thy name. We're acknowledging him for who he is and praising him as well in our prayers. The next one says, thy kingdom come in verse 10. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I call this section the declaration. The next point is the declaration. We're declaring his will. So it's saying thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're praying his will on a situation. I always tell people, whatever situation that you're praying for, whatever subject that you're praying for, find in the word that situation and find scriptures aligning with that situation and pray that because that is God's will concerning that situation. I was sharing with my church. Um, we pray a lot of times. Um, someone to ask us, Hey, um, can you pray for me? I'm sick. Or can you pray for my family member? They're ill. You know, they, they may die. Pray for them. Sometimes we aren't praying God's will when we pray. 
I've heard a lot of times we say, oh, God, let your will be done. But what we're actually doing is we're praying amiss and saying, oh, well, whether he heals them on this side or the other side, no, 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 no. We need to pray God's will. God's will is that that person is healed. And his word declared that by Jesus' stripes we are healed. So we need to actually pray God's will according to that situation, not what the reality is. God is already full aware of the reality, but we need to pray his will. So the third point, the declaration, is declaring God's word, God's will on the situation. And we're praying God's word back to him because God honors his word. And it's not that God doesn't know his word. Sometimes we don't. And a lot of times we don't know what we're entitled to. We don't know what God's word says we're entitled to according to the situation that we're going through. And in verse 11, we're going to go to our next point. Give us this day our daily bread. That is the next thing is the request. We're asking God to give us this day our daily bread. And this is actually asking God requests according to mainly not just our wants, but our needs, things that will help sustain us. Not saying that God will not bless us with his wants because he said he will give us the desires of our hearts if we delight ourselves in him. But then you place your request there. You know, what's on your heart? Be totally honest, be totally truthful, and give God your request. In verse 12, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. So that brings our next section, and our next point is repent. Our next stage in prayer is repent. Say, God, forgive us for any sins that we have done contrary to your will, contrary to your word. We must ask God to forgive us. We must ask him to forgive us for anything that we have done contrary to his will. The second part of that is very key, too. It says, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. If you go down a little bit further in that same chapter in Matthew 19, 14, it says, for if you forgive men their trespasses, your, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you your trespasses. That is key. We're, not only are we asking God to forgive us, we're repenting of our sins, but we also have to allow God to transform our hearts so that we're forgiving others. Because it's a plain, it's a, it's a clear directive that if we are not forgiving others for what they've done to us, God won't even hear us at all. We're blocking blessings. We're blocking our forgiveness. We're blocking things because we're not forgiving others. And the two go hand in hand, right next to each other. If we forgive not the men their trespasses, our Heavenly Father will not forgive us our trespasses. That's a powerful thing. That's a powerful thing. We have to forgive. Amen. The next point is lead us not into temptation, but deliver us. I consider this the protection slash warfare. This is where we're praying for God to cover us. This is where we're praying um, protection for our families, protection for, for, um, for things that are concerning us. 
Lead us not into temptation. And we're praying for God, keep us in your path. Help us do right. Help us go live according to your words. Help us live according to your statutes. Help us live right by the leading of your Holy Spirit. Amen. And the second part of that verse, it goes back into, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So we're going back into praise and acknowledgement again. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. So I'm going to go over those points again. Number one is address. We're addressing God the Father. Two is acknowledgement and praise. We acknowledge him for who he is and thank him and give him praise just for who he is in our lives. Three, the declaration. We're declaring God's word over our situation and what the word says. We're declaring God's will according to our situation. Fourth point is the request. We're making our request made known to God, knowing that we're able to come to him for whatever we're standing in need of. Five, we're repenting, asking God to forgive us of our sins. But not only that, learning to forgive those that have actually done wrong to us. Point number six, we're protection and warfare. And then number seven, the last point, is acknowledgement of God and sealing it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Because through Jesus, we do have access to the throne room. Amen. And I pray that that bless you guys. It was it was a, a short teaching tonight, but I pray that that bless you guys. It's only part one. The next part is Secrets of the Throne Room, part two, where we're going to go in, um, go in the area of, okay, so now that we have access, what do we do? What's the secret to really seeing change and seeing victory in my life? So we broke down basically all the parts and all the pieces that you need to have in your prayer. Now, it doesn't all have to go in order, but long as you have those pieces, those in, instrumental pieces in your prayer, you are on your way to a prayer life and communication with God. Prayer is our source. Continual communication with God is a must. Amen. So, again, we thank Bishop Breland for this opportunity to share this word. And I pray that this blesses somebody, and I pray that somebody's prayer life is impacted by this teaching tonight. So we're just going to pray out. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you this evening. Thank you, Father God, for secrets of the throne room. God, we thank you. And we ask you that let everyone, Lord God, that hears this message begin, Lord God, to have open communication with you. Father God, that they understand, Lord God, communication with you and understand, Father God, how to hear you, Father God, and not only, Lord God, express, Father God, their desires, Lord God, but to hear you and hear your will for their lives. We thank you now, Father God, that relationships are getting stronger with you. We thank you right now that people's walks are getting stronger with you. Father God, show yourself strong in their lives. Show up in their lives, Father God, and we thank you right now that you are, Lord God, their healer, their restorer, their redeemer, their security, and everything that they could ever need. We thank you right now that you are, Father God, changing our lives, and we thank you in Jesus' name.
Amen and amen. So God bless you all, and I pray you had a wonderful Resurrection Sunday, and I pray that God blesses you throughout this week. Amen. God bless you.